Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster, kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder, too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends, and she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one, and the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kids' imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th, and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kids Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Before we get started today, I want you to listen to this awesome promo for a podcast called Ben and Sophie, Woby's Secret. It's really cool. Me and my kids love it. Check this out. Hello? Is anybody here? What is this? Two kids, a robot, and a missing professor. I think this is it. The big lab is right over there. My home. Sometimes it's hard to believe you're a robot. You humans amaze me. Listen to Ben and Sophie. We'll be secret on SpokenMovieProject.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a really fun podcast. You should check out Ben and Sophie. Woby's Secret. Now, let's get started with some shout-outs. Freya from Minnesota is a fan of the show. She and her three cats like to sit around and come up with awesome story ideas for the podcast. They've shared tons of ideas, and they are all fantastic. Thank you for those great ideas, Freya. Rick from Sydney, Australia enjoys the stories. He likes to listen wearing headphones while riding on the back of his own gray dragon, soaring high above Sydney. Thanks for listening, Rick. Phoenix is a great artist from Gibson's British Columbia. He has submitted a number of awesome drawings, and I enjoy them very much. And in one of the drawings, he mentioned that he is a gloop himself. I'm sure he's one of the good gloops, like Rolly. Thanks for listening, Phoenix, and thanks for those drawings. Brothers Jet and Pax live on the moon and listen to the stories via satellite transmission. I'm glad you two were able to enjoy the stories from so far away. And thanks for your drawings. One last thing before I begin today's episode. The last series, Pirate's Booty, ended abruptly. When we last left our heroes in the Pirate's Booty series, they were stranded on a mysterious island and were told they would never be able to leave. I just want you to know that I have not forgotten about Tatiana and her crew. And even though we are beginning a new series, we will discover what becomes of those heroes very soon. Today's episode is titled Max and the Grey Dragon. In the months since the heroes of the valley defeated Dredge and the Witch Queen, 
Mysterious Mr. Max and the Grey Dragon had become good friends. In fact, Max recently moved into a small cottage near the Grey Dragon's cave, and they spent most days together. Max was no longer referred to as Mysterious or Mr., just Max. He left his more criminal days behind him and appreciated the friendships that being a good guy afforded him. Max and the Grey Dragon spent their time fighting off cave trolls in the dark forest. Sometimes they'd lend a hand to the Valley Town Dojo, and other times they would wander through the endless maze of tunnels in and beneath the Great Dark Mountain. And it was on one of these walks through the darkness of the mountain caves that they were interrupted by a small, familiar friend. Dragon! Dragon! Max! Max! Come quick! Come quick! echoed a high-pitched voice from further down a tunnel. The sounds of many feet and claws scratching on the stone floor of the caves filled their ears. Soon, a group of many little goblins skidded to a stop at Max and the Dragon. The Goblin King was among them, named Steve. Steve the Goblin King was a humble, kind little creature who was always eager to help wherever he could. Dragon! Max! Dragon! Max! Big discover! Big find! Come quick! Come quick! Follow! Follow! Steve squeaked excitedly. Okay, okay, okay! Lead the way, said Max. The tunnels of the dark mountain seemed to never end. They went on and on. No matter how long one explored in them, there was always more to find. New passageways, new tunnels. Some even believed that the mountain itself was somehow alive and ever-changing. And although many creatures lived in these caves, the goblin horde considered it home more than any other. They knew its paths and curves and twists and pits and dangers. Most of these goblins were about the size of a small dog, but they ran through the tunnels so fast it was difficult for Max and the dragon to keep up. The goblins led them to a hallway they knew, but directed them to a hidden entrance, cloaked in shadow. They walked down a small hallway that the dragon barely squeezed through. They ended in a small circular room that appeared at first glance to be empty. Here, here, look! And Steve led them to a dark area of the room up against the wall. There, on the ground, Leaning up against the wall lay a large egg. It was egg-shaped, anyway. It was a deep crimson red color, and nearly big enough for Max to fit into if he curled up into a ball. Impossible, muttered Grey Dragon. What? asked Max. What is it? Is Dragon Egg, answered Steve. Is, is Dragon Egg, yes, yes. The gray dragon lumbered over to the egg and nuzzled it with his snout. Yes, it is a dragon's egg, confirmed gray dragon. It's been so long. Hundreds of years, I, I can barely remember the last time I saw one. And it's been here this whole time. Is it still... began Max. I mean, how long can a dragon live in an egg? Dragons can survive in their eggs for centuries if they need to, said the dragon. I've known some dragons hatch after being in their eggs for hundreds of years, 
and have heard tales of some even longer. Well, why didn't it hatch? wondered Max. If it's been down here for so long, I mean, do you need to sit on it or something? Do I need to sit on it? repeated Grey Dragon, confused. Yeah, you know, like a chicken. They need to sit on their eggs and keep them warm and then they hatch. Right? said Max. Do I look like a chicken to you, Max? Well, no, I'm just saying some animals... Do I mindlessly cluck about, pecking at the ground and eating bugs? Of course not, dragon. You, you're misunderstanding. Do I possess clumsy feathered wings but lack the ability to fly? Okay. Okay, I get it. You're not going to sit on the egg. Okay, said Max. But then, how does a dragon's egg hatch? What, like, activates it? It depends on the egg. It depends on the type of dragon. Grey Dragon turned and looked at the huge egg. He nudged it over with his snout, and it rolled over onto the ground and wobbled a bit on the floor. It seemed to be as heavy as stone. Dust fell from the surface of the egg, and its color appeared brighter. A deep red that seemed to get darker and lighter based on how the light struck it. This is the egg of a lava dragon. I've only heard of them in tales. In all my years, I've never met one. It is said that they were the original dragon, born from deep underground and possessing the ability to transform into a pool of lava and back into a dragon whenever they please. The gray dragon spoke as he examined the egg. The stories say that a lava dragon's egg will only hatch inside of a volcano. I don't even know where an active volcano is. Steve, you know about an active volcano anywhere? asked Max. Steve and the other goblins just shrugged their shoulders. I know, said Grey Dragon. Steve, you did well to tell us about finding the egg. Thank you. Steve beamed with pride at the dragon's kind words. Can you and the goblins move the egg through the tunnels and up to the surface? asked Grey Dragon. Steve nodded excitedly. He and the other goblins nearby began scuffling about, preparing to move the heavy egg through miles of tunnel and up to the surface. Max and the Grey Dragon began the walk up to the surface as well. So where do you know of a volcano? asked Max. A secret place. A dragon sanctuary, hidden from sight. Many dragons live there. Oh, great, said Max. This sounds like fun. I'll put some things together while the goblins are moving that egg. Pack up an adventure bag. You can't come, said Grey Dragon. I can't come? What do you mean I can't come? You're returning a lava dragon egg to a secret dragon sanctuary so it can hatch inside of an active volcano and you think I'm not coming? Oh, I'm totally coming, insisted Max. It's not up to me, said Grey Dragon. The Dragon Sanctuary only allows dragons and guardians. You are neither. They won't let you step foot on the island. Okay then, what's a guardian? I can't be a dragon, so I'll be a guardian, said Max. I'm Max the Guardian. The Grey Dragon sighed impatiently. <sighs> the guardians 
are a long line of people who have dedicated themselves to protecting the dragons and keeping them hidden from other humans. You are not a guardian and will not be welcome among them. Well, whatever. I'm coming. If they won't let me on the island, then I'll just float nearby in a little boat, said Max. You don't own a little boat, said Grey Dragon. So I'll make one when I get there, said Max. You don't know how to make a boat, said Grey Dragon. So I'll figure it out. I'm one of the most powerful wizards on this island. You think I can't make a little boat or something? Argued Max. You know, you're really starting to ruin this adventure for me, and we haven't even left yet. Fine, huffed the dragon, but prepare to spend most of the trip in a poorly made boat. Max prepped his adventure bag. The goblins made a huge leather sling for the egg and fit it around the gray dragon's neck. The egg hung from the gray dragon like a giant necklace. Max fitted the gray dragon with his special saddle and climbed aboard. The gray dragon thanked Steve and the goblins again and then took off from a high ledge of the dark mountain, flying toward the mysterious dragon sanctuary to hatch the egg. The end. Now we're on to some awesome shout-outs. Wyatt from North Dakota thinks I should write a story about a ninja doggy, and I think he's right. Thanks for listening, Wyatt. You're awesome. Kagan and Kyla Stump enjoy the stories, especially the ones with Dropkick and Bullfarting. You two are awesome. Theo is a great artist who shared a cool scene of a gloop battle. Thanks, Theo. You're awesome. And Henry and Archie from Santa Barbara like the show. Thanks for that drawing, Henry. It's great. You two are awesome. Visit kidsstoriespodcast.com for cool stuff. Send your drawings to kidsstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Adios.